Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame, the show where we talk about movies that don't get talked about enough. I'm your host, Jason Sellers, and on this episode, we will be discussing the 2018 Indonesian film, The Night Comes For Us. We're also going to kick things off with some trailer trash talk and, and some re- or, uh, and reading some ridiculous reviews. Can you tell that I fucking love alliteration? But first, let me introduce the most trafficked human that I know, Donnie Nelson. Yeah, it just looked like one of those suitcases on like the Looney Tunes cartoons where it's just stickers all over it. But it's just my body and it's tattoos. I'm gonna make a <laughs> uh, a Looney Tunes memento. That's what I'm saying. I, I was I was go- leaning between that and uh, calling you White Dog Donnie. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Is that a, is that a Beach Bum reference? No, that's a reference to White Boy Bobby, who's a character in the movie that okay. we are discussing today. <laughs> and I guess he's white? He's the most white among them, I guess. I guess. I don't All know. Right. He's missing a leg. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Well, before we talk about the movie, uh, Dottie, what is the worst thing that you have seen this week? The worst thing I saw this week was Unfriended Dark Web. I decided to watch it because it's... The first one is not a guilty pleasure. I think it's a well-constructed film. It's a very, like... It's not... It's one of those... it's, It's one of those movies that should be fucking terrible and somehow is not like that. Well, somehow that is, is like super gripping like every yeah. single turn you're like, "Oh, it, uh. it is a genuinely well-made film about a ghost killing people on a Skype call. <laughs> it is it is messed up and it also freaks me out that we are using Skype because I watched the first movie I didn't use really Skype at all and now we're using Skype and I watched this movie and I've already seen that movie. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like the sounds that <laughs> Skype makes because it makes Skype into a horror space, which is, uh, I don't like it. All right. Or I so love it. Talk, talk, talk me through uh, the dark web. So the dark or, web. Or at least Unfriended's version of the dark web. Okay. So here's what's happening. And like the apparently the original title for this was Unfriended Game Night. Because it's a bunch of friends that get over Skype to yeah. do game night. No, yeah, and and I've seen I've I've seen uh, I've seen this film. It's not very good. So yeah, I, I and if you, you and if you see um, and like yeah, it's like it's there's multiple layers to the meaning of that. Um, I'm not saying it's particularly good, but um, I was like, it still kept me like enthralled. I mean, there are choices made by characters that are super stupid, and I wonder why any of them were made in the first place, other than oh, yeah. the fact that he is a complete moron. But um, but then at the end, you realize it was it was kind of always going to be that way anyway. Well, and did, also, did I would you, like to go on. Uh, were you about to talk about the endings? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't explicitly going to say uh, spoilers because the the only thing that was really going to bring up was. Uh, I think it's something that, like, the experience of watching it is the only thing it has going for it. So if I spoil mm-hmm. the plot points for the ending, then I think that's probably... Like, oh. if you want to watch it, I recommend that you watch it. Like, to anybody who's listening. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I I feel like uh, if somebody out there is like really in like dying to see this, they're gonna watch it regardless of what we say. Well, um, yeah, like but, I I watched what, what it I, because I wanted to watch a sequel to Unfriended, which I thought was a pretty good film, and this had enough of those novelty hooks to it that I didn't mind it not being as good. I just wanted my fix. Well, what I meant more was that this this one has what like three or four different endings. And yeah, which I only watched it, one. They released it in theaters with uh, different theaters getting different endings. Yeah, and <clears throat> I, I did. I don't know if you've read. Um, you said you only watched one. Did you read up on what the other endings were? Yes, I did. So yeah, they're basically all just different versions of the same shitty thing. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, Happening. There, there's one that seems that seemed pretty drastic, um, but besides that, the yeah, it's pretty much like oh, it either extended past the scene or you know they got to the same location, they just had different, you know, a different choice to make. Um, yeah, it was stupid. It's it's dumb, but I, there's between the endings, I think there's enough of a difference where you know it would be funny to be like oh wait. No, that's not how that movie ended, because that's the whole point. But mm-hmm. in this in this era of social media, you can't really do you can't really do um, like a clue anymore. Where nope. a clue had three different endings, and they did the right thing uh, when they released it on on home media, where they're just like, oh, we're just gonna say we're just gonna put all three endings at the very end of the movie and just be like, well, what if it happened like this? And you're like, <laughs> and you just take the tension out of the entire thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was just glad that I saw it as a singular movie without, uh, a different ending. Like, it wasn't a randomized ending, it was the ending that they put out. I watched it on Hulu, Cinemax to be specific. Um, and, yeah, I got that specific one. I would like to point out that I appreciated the fact that the first one is unabashedly a supernatural film, and this one is not at all. This is just straight up nope. people on the dark web and the, like secret society and stuff like that. I would like to just go ahead and say that if you really want to watch Unfriended, or if you want a good version of Unfriended the Dark Web, or at least a, a better version, um, just watch Cam. Okay. Which is on which is on Netflix and is a, a similar movie. It's not found footage. And uh, it's a million times better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll have to do that because the whole, like, screen horror or whatever they're calling it, this genre of making film that's, like, pretty much an offshoot of found footage is, mm-hmm. uh, like, it's actually, like, really interesting to me. But there's so many dumb things you can do. Yeah. No. Did you Did you watch Searching? No, I haven't. But that's what I thought that's, you were gonna say before you said Cam. Yeah, no, that's 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 one we should do for the for the podcast because that's a solid film. Yeah, they're right. making a sequel, right? So I should probably watch that before the sequel comes out. They they've been I, talking about it. I guess they said that they are making a sequel. I don't believe any of the original cast are gonna be back. So I think it's just gonna be another. Uh, way to tell a story. It's not going to be the same girl going missing. <laughs> okay. Well, in some cases, that's probably the best. I yeah. also appreciate that about Dark Web is that there's no connection to anybody else. 
in that's like the one previous of, one, movie. One of my favorite jokes from uh, Don't Think Twice is when Keegan Michael Key is pretending to be a Liam Neeson in the Taken films, and he says, um, "Oh, you've taken my daughter. Well, this is the fourth time you've taken her. When when are you gonna get the hint that I'm, I'm I don't mind? You, you you can just have her. You can stop calling me. <laughs> if I really cared, don't you think that that I would stop you from getting her in the first place? Um." All right, so the worst thing that I saw this week, I, I was really jonesing uh, for some, some more uh, resurrected Nick Cage after Drive Angry, so I decided to watch Ghost Rider. Oh, no. <laughs> and that movie is just as terrible as I expected it to be, uh-huh. if not worse. I think probably worse because th- when he is in... I don't know, flaming skull mode. He looks so bad. <laughs> like the, he is he's right up there with Green Lantern being one of the heroes that uh, you know, early 2000s CGI just was not ready for. No, no. Yeah, and, that that green mask and making his eyes green was maybe the worst decision they made. It's like just give him a green mask that's like actually real. You don't yeah. need to CGI his entire costume onto him. Nope. Yeah, no, and it's it's it, I think it's even worse with Ghost Rider because um at least in in Green Lantern like his body is coming out of his head and it looks the way that it's supposed to look and in this one he's got a flaming skull and then for his hands like they're just skeleton hands. He's not <laughs> wearing gloves or anything like if if he was wearing gloves it wouldn't bother me as much but because he's just got like little skeleton fingers it looks it looks so fucking weird <laughs> like it is not menacing or scary at all and it reminded me a lot of in Mortal Kombat 10 Chinook has a fighting style where his hands are just like little skeleton fingers <laughs> it just Let made me, me touch think you of with that. my skeleton fingers oh <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah, and and then watching uh, watching his bike morph into, I don't know the the hell bike, <laughs> whatever. Well, this kind of uh, actually oh, gives so me hope. Stupid. Yeah, it's really bad. This actually gives me hope, Jason, because all the things that you seem to have qualms with in the first one, they're not. I for most part, they're not present in the second one. So, and I think oh, you're probably gonna like that a little bit the, better. The, the one other thing I wanted to point out is that for a movie called Ghost Rider, uh, he's in Ghost Rider mode, not a lot, because <laughs> I don't even think he turns in. If for a movie that is like ninety minutes long, he doesn't turn into Ghost Rider until about forty minutes in. Yep. So it's a slow burn, Jason. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it it's fucking stupid. It sucks right away. Anyway. Uh, that was the worst thing that I saw this week. What was the best thing that you saw this week? The best thing I saw this week was also something that I kept falling asleep to, <laughs> to and I'm, <laughs> and I bet you can guess because I've already talked about three other films in this franchise in the last few podcasts. It's the Animatrix, so because I had oh. finished the trilogy, so I had to watch the Animatrix, and the Animatrix. I'm gonna say this might be controversial. But the music in it kind of terrible because mm-hmm. it's just like 
that bad, like, uh, like just how, like, I love the Matrix movies. However, yeah. the fashion of the Matrix movies, bad. Didn't, have not, <laughs> has not aged well. Like, maybe the, like, the early 2000s, like, all leather and, like, long coat and stuff like that is a bad look. However, the music also is from that era, and it is, it's just kind of not great. However, all the segments of uh, the Animatrix are still very good. They hold up. Mm-hmm. The animation is great. And uh, it's presented in English. Um, and uh, it's uh, because, uh, like, Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss actually show up in the Animatrix. And, uh, yeah, it's just, like, a fun time. And, obviously... It was good enough that, like, it created a whole bunch of, like, uh, imitators, which, like, then you would have... A lot of people forget that Batman got Gotham Knight, which I Mm -hmm. actually like a lot. Um, Same. Own it uh, on Blu-ray. I'm actually surprised that, like, I haven't gone back to it and, like... Because they're kind of corny, and, like, apparently some of them are supposed to tie into, like, the next film. Like, because it came out around Dark Knight. Because it wasn't Dark Knight Rises, was it? No, it was before Dark Knight, and it was supposed to be what Batman was up to between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Right. And, like, I liked it, but it's not... It's definitely not as consistent as, like, the Animatrix, but Mm -hmm. uh, it's still, like, really fun to see, like, anime Batman. But if anybody hasn't actually seen it, and like I had, I encountered someone who was just like, yeah, I watched the Matrix movies. The last two movies sucked, which I had to be like, no, Revolu- no, it's all right. Um, and then I said like, oh, have you watched the Animatrix though? And he's like, what? And I was like, are you serious? You haven't so watched good. the Animatrix? Yeah, it's. I would say it's. Uh, well, it's anime, so it's not required viewing. If you don't like anime, don't watch it. However, if you want more information, because there's like. There's two segments of it that are, like, really good backstory and lore on, like, how the world got to where it is, to where the, the Matrix history. is. history? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, the Something interesting, is it the Second Renaissance, right? Yep. I just pulled it up because I was curious. The Second Renaissance, um, part one, part two. Yeah. The, the one that, or not the one, something interesting that I, I noticed about the second renaissance part one and part two is that um because spoilers for the matrix uh something that you find out is that they have been like mankind has been destroyed like the resistance has been destroyed and then neo has been discovered like multiple times like it right like it's not just this isn't just the one thing one first time it's happened um and somebody pointed out that the way that they phrase things in the second renaissance uh makes it seem that it is about a previous incarnation of mankind um which i thought was kind of interesting do you Um, have a do you have a favorite segment um I would say, yeah, probably... Well, I don't want to choose between the two, the the second renaissance. Uh, I like the one from, uh, I think, Peter Chen, 
I think. It's the guy who did Aeon Flux. He has a really okay. distinct and like distorted art style, but it's about the the runner, and he like he he runs so hard that he almost breaks out of the matrix, but then his 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 oh, his leg snaps. Records. Yeah, his yeah. leg snaps, and then like he's he's just like uh, hospitalized, and then he's just like I almost broke through, <laughs> and then because it was like uh, agents morphed into his fellow competitors who were running with him and trying to chase him. Um, but yeah, he had an accident and that one was, that one was, uh, it's just kind of, it's the goofiest one out of all of them, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's why I like it so so much because the other ones play it all all pretty straight. And so it's, it's, they're good, but yeah. The last one is fucking depressing. Mm -hmm. That's all I really remember about. Yeah, it's <laughs> the it's, last one is it's that super is that, like it's, weird, and I don't even know is. if it's canon or anything like that. It has to be, but like it's it seems like they're in a different state There's, of being in the same. Doesn't even seem like there, they're in the same the, world as the Matrix. There seems to be a sex scene between a a, a machine and a, a human. Heck yes, there is. It's fucking weird. Um, my favorite segment is the detective story. Just because I'm a I'm a sucker for noir. anything that's noir, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, the Animatrix is is fantastic. I love it. It's, it's a it's a, a smorgasbord of anime for people who don't like anime, <laughs> and apparently right. like the Matrix, which I don't know how that Venn diagram goes. So, I. I'm gonna hop out and say that the best thing that I watched this week, um, I, I saw this in theaters twice this last week, and that is the horror comedy Ready or Not, uh, which I don't know if you've had the opportunity to see yet, but I obviously really enjoyed it because I saw it twice in theaters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and, um, it kind of goes all over the place, which is not a bad thing. And um, it's it's got a lot of... I don't know. The, the, somebody pointed... Uh, we were reading online. There's a lot of different shout-outs to, like, uh, Clue. Um, a lot of the ways that people are murdered or die in the movie are related back to, to Clue. Um, it's pretty funny. It doesn't take long to get going. I think it only spends about ten minutes, maybe, um, before the, the the premise of the movie really starts. And I mean, if you've seen the trailer for the movie, then you've you've know what the movie's about. And yeah, no, I I really really liked it. I it, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to when it was first announced. And it's got kind of a, a, a nasty streak to it. And I don't think that hurts it at all. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, really liked it. So I'm just going to just gonna leave it at that and say that if you haven't seen it, you should go see it. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> right. I, I've gotten such weird, like, messages from, like, its marketing that I don't actually know what kind of film it is. Like, I know, like... It's uh, like stylish action. They're wearing fancy clothes, and they're and it's oh Margot no no no, no. it's it, it it well no it's not Margot Robbie. 
Um, Wait, the not Margot Robbie? Who was who it then? Or am I thinking about the different movie? Uh, you might be thinking about a different movie. Okay. But, uh, oh my god, the, her name is on the tip of my tongue. It's like Samara? Or something. I don't know, I'm going to look it up real quick. Damn, uh, yeah, some Sam- Samara Weaving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was no, thinking the, about the, something else, yep. The biggest name in this movie is uh, Adam Brody. Um, <laughs> so, if that tells you anything. But yeah, no, um, it, it, it's... It has a very, like I said, it has a very uh, a nasty mean streak. Um, it it goes a lot darker than I expected it to, and I think that all of those things work heavily in its favor. Um, it is incredibly violent and bloody, and I guess I would just think of like a uh, more. It, it's it's very similar in tone to Cheap Thrills. Um, which is another film that I'm a huge fan of, but it's a little more cartoony. Mm, okay. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I really, really liked it. So if, if you have not had the chance, I highly recommend check it out. All right. So, uh, we are going to do some trailer trash talk hey. uh, real quick. Uh, so before we talk about the main trailer that I wanted to talk about, uh, b- before Ready or Not uh, started, the one of the trailers that was in the movie was the the trailer for the movie Bombshell, which does star Margot Robbie and Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman, and it is about the uh, the, the sex scandal or sex abuse scandal with the uh, guy at Fox News. Um, so for. For anybody who hasn't uh, heard the trailer or seen the trailer, um, basically it's just those three women standing in an elevator and kind of uncomfortably looking at each other. And then it it, uh, says based on the true event of the whatever. And as far as I know, this is something that um, the guy has completely admitted to. And what I thought was funny was that one of the people in the theater in the row that I was in, when the trailer played, said, what a crock of shit. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. It's good when you actually have like a fellow uh, soul in the theater that thinks exactly what you were says out loud exactly what you were thinking, but you're too ashamed to say in a public space. <laughs> yep. So uh, she times. said that, and, and, and that made me laugh. And um, that's that's right up there with my uh, when I saw at the end of um, First Reformed when that old lady, um, when the credits started, and she said, Now what in the hell was that about? <laughs> <laughs> it's another... Another favorite comment. Or the witch, where a bunch of drunken ladies were in front of us and didn't understand what it was or what it was trying to do. And it was just like, that was dumb. Like, no, you're just stupid. Sorry. So, uh, the trailer that we are going to chit-chat about for a minute 
If you haven't gotten to watch it, I really, really recommend that you watch this trailer before you listen to us blabber on about this, um, just because it'll make a little bit more sense. But and you'll also get to feel the same sense of disappointment that Donnie and I felt. Uh, so this is a trailer for the movie Black and Blue, and it starts out as I, I don't know, like the first thirty seconds. Um, are about a young uh, African American cop, and she, you know her. She's being trained by an older African American cop, and he's like, you "Can't be both black and blue, and you got to pick one." And those people aren't your people anymore, and like all all of this stuff. And I was really excited at first, and in the same way that I think you were excited that like, oh hey, this is a movie about what it's like to be both black and a police officer. Because <laughs> those people do exist, and we are living in more, uh, more and more turbulent times, uh-huh. and this definitely does seem like an issue that needs delving into. And after about thirty seconds, um, it turns into and and getting to a, so it, it turns into um, the. The, the younger cop sees that or finds out that her trainer or her partner is dirty and witnesses him on camera murdering uh, with a group with a group of other cops murdering someone. And then it turns into this. She's got 12 hours to get this tape somewhere before they reboot the system and it gets erased and it was really funny because I, I got to watch Donnie watch this trailer. And uh, when they got to the, the part where I assume when they got to the part where you realize that this isn't a movie about what it's like to be both uh, a black and a, a police officer. It's uh, got to get the tape to the place before the time happens movie. And you, you looked genuinely excited. And then once uh, what the movie's actually about once the red herring um, disappears, your reaction was just like, oh. (laughs) And... Yeah, it's honestly, it's a thing where it's... It's it's someone trying too hard with a script. Mm -hmm. Like, even through the trailer, I can see them writing so hard (laughs) because they can't... They can't apparently can't write characters. They maybe have one or two good scenes where they have something to say about being black and being a police officer, but mm-hmm. then they just kind of throw that out because they're like, "Oh, I guess we need to have something to do." Like you don't have the nuance to be able to have scenes where you know, like you're actually delving into those issues. You're just talking mm-hmm. about yours, like, "Oh, isn't this interesting? This is the hook." Okay, now watch the rest of the shitty movie. Because, like, oh, it's just, like, a betrayal uh, story, and, like, now it's a, you know... Honestly, like, the way that it sounded is just, like... And the way that... Because it'd be like, oh, put a hit out, and then, like, everybody took out their <laughs> took out their phones. And I was like, what is this? The end of John Wick 2? What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, and there's, there's a part where uh, Ty- Tyrese Gibson is in the film, and he's like... There's a hit out on you, <laughs> and, and and he says that after you see everyone else check their phones and see her picture with like wanted and a number, and I, I just I feel like that 
that's really disrespectful to your audience to be like, you know what? I don't think they'll be able to put that together. <laughs> yeah, they're morons. But and then here's the thing is that like it like it doesn't matter like which which side like the the filmmakers were leaning on like whether they like are more for law enforcement or more for like oh you know black people are being oppressed by a system that's like you know just like uh, systematically failing them with like mm-hmm. law enforcement and stuff like that but then like all all the steam is taking out of it because like you're just introducing this cartoonish plot that all of a sudden like these aren't real people and I don't care about them in a specific, you know, in a realistic way. So now you can't really say anything meaningful because you're just telling a bad story. <laughs> yes. All right. So let's get into some of these ridiculous reviews. I went online and went on a couple websites and pulled some reviews for some movies, and I'm going to read them. And Donnie is going to see if he can guess what they are. Oh! And. <laughs> So we'll see how this goes. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done this. Uh, so this is the first review, and this movie came out this year, is now available on uh, on Hulu, and yeah. All right, so this is probably the hardest one, but it just made me laugh so hard I couldn't help but include it. Okay. So this is from Michael P. It's a one-star review. And all it says is, you motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's say it is... Escape Room? I don't think that's it on Hulu right now, though. It is Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan. What the f- yeah, okay. the, the documentary that came out about the Satanic Temple. All right. Now, (laughs) the rest of these are all currently in theaters. Um, So here, I'm I'm, going to read. uh, So here we go. This is from Lou, and this is a two-star review. And it says, loved the action-packed scenes and technology in the drone scenes. (laughs) I know what it is. Uh, You know what it is? What is it? (laughs) It's Spider-Man Far From Home. It's... It's not. What? <laughs> All right. This is this one will give it away, but it's uh, Valerie. This is a one star review, and you're gonna see why that's funny in just a second. Why? So, so bear in mind, one star review. Mm. I liked the action packed plot suspending reality for a while. Gerard Butler was perfect for the role. Every actor seemed carefully chosen to fulfill their role. Angel has fallen. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> That's a one star review. I love one it out when, of five. I love it when people don't understand what the star system is. <laughs> Be know. like, oh, right. one star means number one, right? Good. Uh, so this is this is from Sheree, and this is a four star review, and it's uh, super funny and cute. <laughs> and then the other one that I got was uh, from Zoe R, and it's a one star review, and it says, eh, funny cheesy something to look at a bit much <laughs> a bit much uh i think maybe it's 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 been out of theaters so i don't know if nope, it is but it's still in, go ahead what were you to say hmm it's not it's not stuber is it it is good boys 
Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, the, uh, here's the other. Here's the next two. Okay. So this is from Marcel, and it's a one star review, and it says. This movie should not have been created. It is an evil movie that is about devil worship. <laughs> and then this next review is from Towdy, and it's a five-star review. And it says, my daughter loved this movie. She said the best part was that it was a comedy and a thriller all in one. She even wants to get it when it comes out digital. So it was great and didn't disappoint. Loved it. This is something that's currently in the theater? Yep. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, it's ready or not. <laughs> okay. And I, I just think the funniest part is the the best part was that it was a comedy and a thriller. All in one. All in all one. Right. Now, this, this one's, uh, one's going to be pretty obvious. There's three. I'm going to read the first two, though, and then I'll, I'll read the third one because the third one kind of gives it away. Okay. Um, so Volker D gave it one and a half stars and said, It's like a cover of your favorite song by the band you hate the most. And then the next review is, I don't know how to say this right, so I'm just going to guess. Uh, it's uh, Ayatoluik. <laughs> And it's a five-star review, and it says, The children loved the forts. Excuse me? The children loved the forts? You've got it. Any guesses to to what the film is? Well, I thought thought you were talking about The Lion King with the first one. It is 100% The Lion King. Okay. Love the forts? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) and the other the other the other review this is from natalie g it's five stars bear that in mind five stars i did not like the part when mufasa died (laughs) these people have to stop using technology (laughs) i'm so confused should have a license to do this stuff all right. Well, th- those are the ridiculous reviews that I found, and uh, this oh was actually God. kind of fun. <laughs> so bad. Well, also, like I've been like really bad about like keeping up on what's in theaters recently. So it's true, and I don't know. This d- is still going to be fun, even if I don't now. But I'm uh, going to try to brush up on it. Well, I wanted to say, in your defense, I told you we were doing this maybe two minutes before we started recording. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I decided, I figured it was only, like, sportsman-like to not look up what was in my theater. <laughs> it was only fair. All right. So. so, let's get into The Night Comes for Us. Or Night Come for Us. Is it come or comes? The it's Night Comes for the Us. Night comes, the Night Comes for Us. All right. Yes. Sweet. So, The Night Comes for Us. Uh, this is a film that you picked and that I am was not familiar with. Mm. And had you seen it before, or did you just pick it because you like wanted to see it? Mostly, <laughs> uh, I picked it because it was it's a movie that came out earlier this year, uh, and or no 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 it was late last no. year, yeah um, October, and uh, it like 
I don't remember a whole bunch of like fanfare over it being released because it's a Netflix movie. It's distributed by Netflix in the United States. I think elsewhere <laughs> it might be distributed by someone else, but uh, and I was just like, oh, like people are saying like this has like a fair number of people who are from the raid movies, which I love and you love as far as I know. And, uh, like, it was just, and, and the action apparently was good, and the trailer seemed good, although I wish I hadn't seen the trailer, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, and, uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. And I didn't expect the, the uproarious reaction that you had to it when you watched, like, the trailer. You were like, <laughs> oh my god, yes! And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, I, I believe my exact phrase was, how the fuck did I not know that this existed? And I stand by that for the most part. I really, really, really loved this film. Um, I don't know if if you enjoyed it as much as you thought that you would, but I absolutely loved it. I loved the what, what I'm go, just going to call the oh fuck moments um, because this this film has a lot of really cool well shot well edited fight well choreographed fight scenes and then it takes some of this takes some of the moments just a little too far and makes you go oh fuck that is not something i want to see and a great example is one of the characters uses uh basically like a garret wire as a weapon Mm-hmm. And watching her, I mean, she doesn't quite cut people's limbs off with it, but she gets it in there real deep. <laughs> and that is very uncomfortable to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's a very gory film. It, they definitely, it is. They, they upped it from, like, even, like, because the basis that I'm, that, like, the reason why I like or not like this film is really based on like my love for the raid movies. And so, uh, these, this one is bloodier than those two. Um, much bloodier. There's like, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of like gore and stuff like that in the raid films, but this is, this takes it to another level. Oh yeah. And, uh, absolutely. I don't know. I would say that, I would say that um, I wasn't as turned off by it because I know it was a criticism of the film by a lot of people that it was just like the action went a little too far. But like, I didn't mind it so much. Uh, I only minded it to the extent that like the the length of time that the fight scenes went on and how gory they went. Uh, like, it's it's like a two-hour movie, and I don't feel like there's... I don't need a whole bunch of characterization in in these kind of films, but they they didn't quite like dig deep enough on some of the characters mm-hmm. that I wanted to actually know about. And so I think that would probably be my biggest criticism, is that kind of stuff. Okay. Like, it doesn't, doesn't dig deep enough for how much, like, emotional resonance resonance they they are expecting of you by the end of the film so but other than that like that's i that's pretty much my biggest gripe like going into talking about this film and then we can and then the rest of it is pretty much like a-okay with me 
Yeah, no, I, I really they, they they this movie took everything that I love about like the raid movies, and then just turned it up a notch. Um, and you know, and I have mentioned on the show multiple times that I am a huge fan of anything that's like, oh yeah, you want to see some fucking violence? Well, I'm gonna show you some goddamn violence take a look at this and tell me you still want to see some fucking action and this this movie does that by the bucket i mean oh the 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 things that you have to the amount of blades that or the amount of objects that go through people's cheeks in this movie is more than one which i feel like is 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 enough to say that that's a lot um I, I really appreciated that, um, you know, one of the things that they, they kind of took from the... One of the reasons that I love the Raid movies and something that you kind of mentioned. I mean, they have these very simple... or this very simple story and these very simple but compelling and interesting characters. And uh, they were just... It was great. I, I loved all of them. I thought they were all very interesting and i didn't think that i and the other thing to go on top of that is that for the most part everyone in this movie is a huge piece of shit except for the little girl mm-hmm. <laughs> and that makes it all the more fun to watch because it frees you from wanting the good guy to win because i mean there there is only in the most basic sense a hero in this film. And one of the other things that I really appreciated and enjoyed about the the movie is that in terms of the fight scenes, it felt like their, their thought process was we're just going to do in how we shoot this. We're just going to do everything. And we're going to, and if you don't like one thing, you're going to like the next thing. Um, (laughs) And because there's parts where, Oh, there's a part where they sh- they have like basically just a camera um, attached to the got the back of the guy's head, um, and so you get to see the fight scenes like that. There's a part mm-hmm. where there's a camera attached to a gun. I mean, like it, it, it's bananas, insane, crazy, um, and it's great because, like I said, if you don't like one, if you don't like the way they're showing you one thing. Just wait five seconds, <laughs> because you'll be into whatever they show you next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost like the so. filmmaker got bored, or he like really let um, the stunt team and the choreographers mm-hmm. like really take reign over the cinematography. Like mm-hmm. it was, it, it was probably him like uh, saying that it was okay. But when it comes down to the fight scenes, and when like a lot of this movie is fight scenes. That's uh, the amount of control that they had over, like how they were framing that stuff. Is it's uh, it's just uh, yeah, it's just good old fashioned kung fu film. Oh yeah, and uh, I just realized we didn't really talk about what what this movie's about, like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so this film follows is I believe his name's Ito, and Ito. yep. And basically what happens is uh, it sets up this world 
in the golden triangle um that are they called the six seas mm-hmm. yes yeah so there's six enforcers and there's some they're basically just all like the ultimate badasses and this guy ito is one of them and at the beginning of the movie he saves a little girl from being m- massacred and along with the rest, the rest of her village yep and wait he you can't massacre he one per- person jason that's true he <laughs> he partakes in the massacre of the rest of her village and then uh saves her and he it's kind of just him working with either his current mob buddies or his ex-mob buddies to try and save this little girl. And for anybody who's familiar with the raid, the first one, um, Ito is played by, is it the police chief? Or sergeant? Is well, that the- he's the one that heads up the SWAT team that goes in there. Like yeah. t- he's not the he's not the white haired dude because he's like that's the commissioner like I can't remember what he, what he was but yeah he's the one that's lead of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he's in this and then the the main guy from the raid, which I don't know how to say his name, so I'm not even gonna try, but he is also in this <laughs> and he plays uh, kind of like the 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 ying to Ito's yang. But yeah, so that's that's the basic uh, setup for the movie. I just wanted to say that my my favorite person in this whole movie is White Boy Bobby, who is in fact not a white person. No, he's not. That's why I was like really really uh, confused. I was just like, wait, is he actually like not? No, he's Asian. But he he is missing a leg, so that's something. Uh, and they never explain that, which is no. the thing that like messes <laughs> with me the most. Because I'm like, they make like a big deal that like he knocks him over, like earlier in the movie, and then mm-hmm. to see that he doesn't have his leg anymore or doesn't have his foot, and then and then when they do the flashback, it looks like he's walking just fine. So he must have lost it in between that time, and. But there's no, like, I don't know if they actually I, say anything about it. They don't explicitly say what happened, but um, the, in the flashback, you find out that he is a drug addict, and he's kind of the one that's, he, he's the one that, like, the the gang has issues with. Um, yeah, because they're, they're, he's the one trying to introduce drugs into their activities. Yes. And so he, um, Ito, either Ito or the guy from the race, <laughs> um, one of them says that they're going to have him take a dip in the ocean or something like that. Um, and so I don't know what that means, but whatever it means, I assume it it uh, led to White Boy Bobby losing his leg. All right, that, <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. I just didn't. I just didn't think that was. I it didn't connect in my brain. 
It, but you know, honestly, I I don't think it matters. Like, I don't know that we need. I didn't like. I was totally fine not having an explanation and just having this be like a thing that Bobby doesn't have a leg, and th- and that's a thing. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I you don't really need an an explanation. I don't think anyway. Um, so. But yeah, I I just wanted to give a shout out because White Boy Bobby was hands down uh, my favorite character, and that fight scene with him and um, I uh, Fati is that the other character's name? Yeah, Fati. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of uh, they're in the apartment. He comes back up because he gets. The, the lady friend of Ito to safety and then he goes back up in the elevator <laughs> wait and then wait and and, and to, just to point out maybe the reason why he's my favorite character is that uh, originally he and the female the the female friend are leaving and then as they're about to get off the elevator a bunch of gang members enter the elevator and um <laughs> white boy Bobby in his fast thinking um, pushes the girl out of the elevator and says now don't ever come back you dumb whore something like that <laughs> <laughs> which is even funnier because I'm pretty sure that she is uh, Fati's uh, uh, girlfriend or partner or spouse something well I thought it was um, Ito I thought they had a maybe not not the case. I uh, maybe. Well, because he I'm... he calls her at the end before she throws away the phone and then gets on the train. Yes, I remember that. Um, maybe I read that wrong. I don't know. No, I'm curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some investigation real quick. Okay, that's the way that I saw it, but. I don't know, and I I I just figured that Fati and uh, and White Boy Bobby were just like the ones that he could go to. Mm-hmm. To yeah, I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Shinta yeah. is her name, and ex-girlfriend she is, Shinta's apartment. Yeah, she's Ito's ex-girlfriend. Yep. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah, and and then in in order of events, he does that, pushes her out, and then like no thugs follow her because they're just going to the apartment to get them. Yep. And then he goes back up with them. He stabs them to death in the in the elevator because they're dumb enough to be in front of him for some reason. Yep. Well, um, uh, to to be fair, he was already in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they get in the elevator, they would naturally be in front of him yep and then they go up and like uh like there's already like people trying to fight to get into the apartment or -hmm. something upstairs and then he and but they have guns and he goes in there and he's like he's like all right you want to shoot me come on shoot me and then they, they shoot him and then he he's he's actually not dead because he has a metal uh, caution, you know, wet sign, which 
doesn't make any sense. Also, he does actually get shot. Like, it wasn't a foolproof plan. Like, he just had the metal, like, underneath his clothes, and then, like, he still gets, like, shot in the arm or something like that. Yep. Yeah, and, he gets shot funny. in, like, the shoulder. Yeah. Um, I also love that... Uh, the only thing that I was disappointed by is that he, he has a fake leg, and... I really wanted him to like, because most of the uh, people they're fighting have machetes, and I really wanted him to like jam a dagger or a machete through his fake leg, um, and use that to to fight with. <laughs> so I was I was kind of disappointed by that, but otherwise, disappointed. He is, yeah, he is hands down my my favorite character, and that is, without a doubt, my favorite fight scene in the movie. Uh, did you have a favorite? Uh, I hmm. I I would probably say between uh the the operator, who it turns out to be you know, the you know uh teams up with Ito to protect yep. the girl, and then the two assassins. Um, one an Asian chick, uh, the the evil lesbians as as yep. they were, um, and <laughs> I think that scene was probably the probably the best, um, because one could make an argument for and uh, the guy from the raid's name is uh, his character name is Arian in this yep. movie, and uh, the final fight scene between uh, those two. Oh no 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 no, uh, maybe because it was like. It was just so inventive in the fact that it was where the location was. I think maybe that's my the the girl fight is maybe my second favorite. The, my first favorite is uh, the fight with Ito when he goes to the butcher shop to get his money. Oh, that's a good one. Like, I think that was. I don't know if it's just the impact that was like the first big like like shocking like so, inventive so, deaths. But so many was, people getting thrown on hooks. Yeah, getting thrown on hooks and then uh, using uh, like the the meat saw and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just um, just like really I and then uh, a carcass of a cow that's being butchered, it like drops on a person's head and crushes his head, yep. which I don't I don't feel like <laughs> I haven't seen before, which is a oh, good yeah. time. Um, and then just like unnecessary violence everywhere. Like it was a it's great time. Unnecessary violence to the extent where like, I'm like, this person should have obviously died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how they're still fighting. Um, so in that case, it's like unrealistic, but I still had a good time. Um, that with that scene, um, but yeah, there's a, absolutely the, the other, I would say, um, with my second favorite fight scene with the three girls is that uh, the the moment my favorite moment was where she gets out of the or she she gets out of something that would be more lethal out of a maneuver from her opponent which would be more lethal to like yeah. sacrifice a finger which then is only hanging on by like a thread and then mm-hmm. she just like she sees it, she puts it up, and then she just, like, rips it off herself, which I thought was, um, that was something special right there. 
that that was great uh the one girl being killed by uh air conditioner noose was great <laughs> and then the other girl having her guts just hanging out uh and then still trying to fight <laughs> yeah, that was also fantastic mm-hmm. and yeah no i i oh man i fucking love this movie it was so good it's pretty good. It's it's funny that it's something you know, that just got buried in like Netflix releases. Really quick, I my beautiful wife has just gotten home and um she did not watch this whole movie, but she did see most of it. And so really quickly I would I would like to invite her to come over and share her her thoughts on because Caitlin is not a huge fan of of graphic violent kung fu movies as far as I can tell <laughs> she's shaking her head no um so Caitlin why don't you come over and share your thought this is Caitlin's corner what are we talking about <laughs> What am I supposed to express my opinion on? What opinion do I have right now? The uh, the night comes for us, aka that crazy violent kung fu movie that I watched on Netflix yesterday. Oh, um, I'm just supposed to, like what I think. Yeah, I don't know. What'd you think? It was very violent. <laughs> I have All right, that was Caitlin's corner. <laughs> Her hot takeaway was that it was very violent. You have anything I, else that you'd okay, like to share? I just don't feel like I'm the best person to bring on right about this particular movie because when I did come and sit down, I kept pointing at the screen going, "Who's he? What's he doing? <laughs> Who's this girl? Why does she have blonde hair?" Now? <laughs> Wait, now why does she have black hair? No, Caitlin, those are two different people. Why? Who are they? That's, oh that's true. You you did think that the the two lesbian characters and then also the operator were all the same person mm. were, who, what kind of operator <laughs> what kind of what operator the girl the girl wearing like the motor operator <laughs> like, no. like the girl wearing the motorcycle helmet with the uh okay. the machine gun and the silencer i you you had me at motorcycle helmet <laughs> Yeah, but no, that's that's why your opinion on this matter is so important because you are not the target audience for these kinds of movies and Donnie and I very much are. And so that's why I wanted to just get your two cents. Get your corner of information for for the listening public. I I don't know. I mean, if you're listening to this, go watch it. <laughs> wow. Did, did you like what you saw of it? No. And why are you telling people to go see it? <laughs> because if people see movies that you guys talk about and they like them, then they're more likely to come back and listen to your podcast again. So it's really only for my benefit that you get more listeners. All right. Well, that has been Caitlin's <laughs> Corner. Thank you so much for sharing your and now she's wandering off to go do caitlin things wow she really um, just uh she really just you know she said did her what thing. she wanted to say yep that was some hot tea from caitlin yep <laughs> that's some <laughs> um <laughs> i just got a 
I'm getting some uh, paper thrown at me. Stop throwing paper at me. <laughs> All right. This is so, good stuff right here. This is pure visual bits for uh, audio medium. All right. Um, so let's start uh, start wrapping things up. I really really loved this movie. I am. I think I can say pretty confidently that if I had seen this last year, it would have been in my top five. Oh really? Oh yeah. I really, really, really liked this movie. Yeah, I was surprised by um, how excited you were when you discovered that this was a thing after I told you about it. And then I'm actually very excited about how much you actually really like it. Oh, yeah. No, I I didn't have... I can, send, I can show you a picture, but I didn't have anything written down in my uh, what didn't work for me column. <laughs> like i i fucking love this movie <laughs> all right all right and cool. i i encourage everyone to watch it right i would i would say in in my personal opinion it was not um i was i was kind of let down um by the end because um i don't know it just it didn't seem to reach that high that like the raid or the raid two kind of brought to it. And, mm-hmm. um, like in my mind, there's still, it's this, this is still kind of, um, not as good as those films, but I would say if you're doing like a raid marathon or like a double feature and like you can squeeze in one more movie, I would watch like the raid. I'd watch this movie and then I'd watch the raid two. Because like it's it's like the intensity of this movie, especially with the violence, is like is actually like it might actually like serve better between two of those relatively like <laughs> it's so funny to say because like those are violent too, like they're so violent. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. The, this uh, this being watched with like dread and I, I think I would even throw Green Room on the on the list and the raid movies that would that would be a killer uh just just sit down and gore fest <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then um there was one more thing i wanted to say before we we kind of wrapped up entirely okay. is that uh the character of uh chen wu in the movie who yep. is who is played by uh sunny kang i think is mm-hmm. his name he is so creepy and he's funny it's funny because he is he he is asian but he like almost only speaks in english through the movie which yeah. kind of like like takes you aback because you know for most of the film it's either cantonese or mandarin or something like that and uh like when he's speaking just because he's like speaking english and like he has this like really like shang sung vibe about him <laughs> or he's, and he also yeah. has like these weird piercing eyes that like every time he shows up he's like this this you know facilitator of like all the violence that's happening in this like smaller part of you know where they grew up and stuff like that and uh he's like i don't like there's no like i don't think you ever see another one of the six c's or anything like that in the movie because i don't know if if chen wu is actually one of them but um like 
like he's the actual bad guy in this entire movie. Like, yeah, the movie ends with Ito and Arian almost fighting to the death, but like, you know, Chen Wu is the one who comes in and like has like a bunch of dudes like shoot up Arian and shoot up Ito, which that ending is fantastic. Like, oh I God, I was yes. so glad it cut when it did. <laughs> because, Same. Yeah, it, it it outdid uh, or no, it, it finally I finally got the ending of the Devil's Rejects on a movie that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, no Freebird. Weird. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. <laughs> I can I can live with that. All right, so that what you <clears throat> were saying. Well, I, no, you you talked about it. the only other thing I was going to say is that you you made me remember how much I love the ending. Um, but I, I don't know what else I'd say. So that. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> All right. I would recommend it. I don't think people have much of an excuse to to not watch it because it's on Netflix. It's so readily available. Yes. And, you know, for those of you who are like, oh, it's Indonesian. I don't want to read subtitles. I mean, a lot of the important shit's in English and it's you're just watching it for the action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right. So normally at this part of the show we would do plugs for the usual things but um i thought that it would be fun to just plug random shit that i have been into lately so uh we're gonna see how this goes and so i would like to just first of all plug the my twitter which is at jason ranks crap what? And yep. That, I didn't remember it was crap. The uh, it's crap or things or stuff. I don't remember. Okay. It's on there. <laughs> and um, so I watched uh, Hail Satan this week, which is on Hulu, and is a documentary that I really enjoyed. Um, so if you are wanting to watch a documentary about separation of church and state, that is one that I really enjoyed. Um, the new how to train your dragon is on Hulu. And I also, um, that's there and those movies are really great. I haven't watched that yet, but I assume it's great because the others are all great. Um, I've been really into the show cutthroat kitchen because I hate myself. (laughs) And why? That, that is also on Hulu. Why do you hate? Um, your, why do you hate yourself, Jason? What, I don't what, know. What about Cutthroat Kitchen uh, says that you were in self-loathing? Because I hate ev- like there is nothing redeeming about it, and I can't stop watching what? it. Also, I would like to point out that I just finished all the episodes of Cutthroat Kitchen, so we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah, I'm on season nine or ten. Okay. And also, it doesn't start at one. They're, they only nope. have like a set collection of them. But but I've, I love I've all seen the all the other. So that's me. I've I've seen all the other seasons. Yeah, no, I I think that once you pointed out that it's you're watching all these shitty people go on the show, and then Alton Brown is just torturing them. That made it more enjoyable. So that's that's kind of the mindset that I have, and now I like it. Absolutely. Um. All right, the other t- the other three things I'd like to quickly say, uh, friend of the show, uh, if you watch people play video games in your spare time, then I would like to recommend that you check out Red Bearded Ninja, who is a friend of mine. Who, if I did watch people play video games on Twitch or 
Facebook or whatever, then I would watch him. But I don't, so I don't. <laughs> okay. And then um, I've also really been into the album Ginger by Brockhampton that came out not too long ago. I really like that. And uh, I've also really liked uh, Frank Turner's new album, No Man's Land, which is an album about all the important women in his life. Um, so each song is just about a different woman. And yeah, no, those are all things that I like and recommend that people look up. So, yeah, Donnie, do you have anything that you would like to uh, tell people to check out? Uh, yeah, if you were, um, if you, like myself, uh, am a fan of Alton Brown and the fact that most of what he did before, the thing that made him popular was a show called Good Eats. And mm-hmm. it was a good show. Um, it can be a little cheesy, but that was kind of the point of it. Um, and it was supposed to be more of like a kind of Bill Nye, you know, uh, kind of take on a, a cooking show. And that's where Alton Brown came from is more of like an AV uh, background. And then he actually like learned the science and stuff like that behind cooking. And now he's like, you see him all over the place on like Food Network and stuff like that. And, uh, he just, uh, like, uh, returned with new episodes of Good Eats, and it's called Good Eats The Return. So he's making new episodes, and it's kind of, he's, he, he even said that, like, uh, he was kind of waiting on technology and how, like, people consume, uh, that kind of media anymore to, to start doing that stuff again. And uh, the first episode is on YouTube for free. Um, so I would say people should probably go watch that because he still got it. Like, like he, he hosts, like, uh, Iron Chef America. He does Cutthroat Kitchen. He's, like, on, like, a few different other things. Also, make sure you watch that. If you ever watch uh, Hot Ones, which is the First We Feast series on YouTube, where celebrities go on there and get interviewed while they eat progressively hotter and hotter uh chicken wings uh alton brown's <laughs> episode of it is uh is pretty fantastic um that's that's another show that i i don't watch but i really wish i did and i've heard that eric andre's episode is is a, is a sight to behold it is it is good um and then also uh Funny enough, it's uh, Gordon Ramsay was on there, and Gordon Ramsay is one of those people who is just a... He's so... Like, I don't know how he's so prolific, but he works hard, apparently, so I can't fault the man. And he's just funny, and I can't help but, like, watch him anytime that he's on the TV. Um, and then, uh, I would... I would say... Um, there's something else I would plug... Nah, it's not coming to me. Okay. It's terrible. I don't do a whole bunch. I don't know if you know that, Jason. <laughs> I just sit here and just do nothing until the next time we record. So if that gives you well, any insight into what happens when <laughs> we're doing stuff, it's nothing. At least I do. In that case, I would also like to uh, say that I have not watched Alpha. I have I not assume. watched Source Code. <laughs> That you have not watched Thorthcoat? No. Thorthcoat? Um, 
yeah, I would also like to challenge people to find music by Dr. Tubthumper. And I would also encourage people to check out Prolex, who is the guy that does our art. So that is the show. Thank you so much for listening and like it and subscribe it and share it with all your stupid friends and <laughs> make them listen to it and go watch more movies. Hallelujah. Bye. <laughs> y'all, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs>